0: Hello everybody, welcome to another preseason episode of Football After Dark. I'm your host, your boy, Jusby. What up, Jusby? Uh, alongside me is the Matt Dustman. That's me. Number one Chiefs fan. Hey, thank you.
1: It means a lot to me. <laughs> I hope it means a lot to them too.
0: Probably not. Next to him is professional sports broadcaster, Nate Kuiper. That's
2: me. Hello. By the way, off—you're uh, never gonna hear it because we're gonna edit it out. Matt Dustman just did a a by-the-book countdown
1: to it get a, us started, how where, where you where you
2: don't say three, two,
1: one, I you say to... five, four. I did accidentally put... say three. I, you, did okay, screw I did it up. Okay, you did say three. Yeah.
0: Well, what was funny is I was about to tell you, yeah, don't do it, don't do it, be cool, and then you just did it anyway, and I was proud of you.
1: I by, know stuff
0: by the book. By the book, I you know things. The newsroom.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
0: Corey yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, that's our me. that's our uh, our resident lawn tiller,
0: yes. Corey. Corey Clements. <laughs>
3: Anything you need to do to improve your house, I can help.
0: He might, n- help. <laughs> la- la- he oh, might not. He
1: He could get your field ready. You know what I'm saying? Football tie yeah. it in.
2: That's right. He might not finish it, and he might you know have the death wobble with the truck that he's driving.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, <that's scary. laughs>
2: that is very scary.
0: No, that's no good.
2: It's not it's- fun.
0: So today, we're doing
2: we're doing something new for this some for this episode that's going to be a standard hopefully, thing that happens yeah, hopefully would, every single episode. This is
0: a new recurring segment. We're going to do it every single episode. As Good. Long as I yeah. Have the willpower to continue to write for it. And, Which means this is the last episode. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm done after this. This is too exhausting. <laughs> no, So we're going to start this, every show off with this segment from now on. And what the segment is. Is the only bi weekly news source for football that you need to care about? It's the Jubby Report. Welcome to the Jubby Report. Let's get right into the biggest story of the last couple weeks. It's strange that the NFL has stopped players from kneeling. Once the kickball has touched the end zone, that's right. The new proposed <laughs> kickoff rules are here. These new changes make the most dangerous play in football much safer by limiting the amount of speed collisions into blockers.
1: Before before this we go good. on, can I? Uh, do you know Kansas City had the most uh, kick return yards last year? This is going to hurt us the most.
0: That's, the, that's they're just they're just trying to bring you down, man. <laughs> the NFL is
2: anti-Chiefs,
0: oh, evidently. <laughs> all right, all right. We need to talk about the real kneeling changes. Because Donald Trump is running the NFL's rules now, players are no longer allowed to kneel during the national anthem. If they don't want to stand, they can wait in the locker room where good old Donnie can't see him. If this keeps up, we'll be catapulting Mexican-Americans over the border after every touchdown in a few years' time.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> good? You, you wrote good old Donnie. Yes, sure did.
2: Keep going.
0: And finally, it's not about kneeling news. Rookie running back Saquon Barkley was seen wearing shorts at a baseball game. If you don't think this is news, look at a picture of that man's calves. They might be bigger than your head. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when you're done, go go look it up. It's terrifying. These are the biggest things I've ever
1: seen in my life.
2: He's got he's got very beefy legs. Oh, it's
1: beefy boy. There's a a picture of Pat Mahomes at a, I think it was an actual NASCAR race, or just a stock car race, wearing jorts, and he looked like a total dork.
0: Amazing. Perfect for our Chiefs. Thanks. And as OTAs are underway, the players that moved into free agency are busy getting accustomed to their new teams. One in particular that all of you are sleeping on is Jimmy Graham, the tight end that Aaron Rodgers himself has said is pretty damn talented, that's in quotes while mentioning that they haven't had a guy like him in a while, and he's excited about it. If y'all don't want to wake up to it now, wait until the stats start rolling in. It's happening, fellas. Chief Safety Eric Berry is back to practice. He's an amazing man, and this is great news. I, I really do honestly love him. He's also going to be really busy this season. I won't say why. Matt will get really upset with me. Oh.
2: Does he still look like a hobo? Eh.
0: I don't
1: he, know, had, he, he had that beard. He has end. that,
2: like weird like gray shaggy beard that kind of makes him look like he like
1: it's uh, rugged you know it's the best safety in the league looks like he lives
2: out in like the woods and like hunts deer he probably does and just eats him <laughs> raw like doesn't cook him <laughs> just
1: <laughs> chops off the leg after he's done ha
2: yeah seriously that's what that's what eric berry looks like
0: Packers fans were DEFCON 9 last week after a report about wide receiver Devontae Adams having a hamstring injury. DEFCON 9. <laughs> During the first day of practice, he literally jumped over a person. Get out of your bomb shelters and return to your homes, everyone. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Devontae Adams, when, when it was asked by reporters, literally forgot that he had a hamstring injury. That, that was the thing that happened. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Saints running back Mark Ingram has been served a four-week suspension for violating the NFL policy on performance-enhancing drugs. I'm kind of confused about this one. I thought everyone stopped doing drugs when Pee Wee Herman did that PSA. I guess I was wrong. (laughs) Sorry, guys.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Wide receiver Brandon Marshall has been signed to a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. I bet he's going to catch some footballs this season.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You never know. We thought that last year. Yeah, exactly. We did.
0: Yeah, uh, who knows, fantasy really? Fantasy football. Man. And lastly, in well, what about Des Bryant news? The ex-cowboy tweeted that he wanted to play for the 49ers, then deleted it after what could have only been pure disappointment.
1: Aww, Aww
0: man. Alright, that's the news. I'm not talking about anything else.
2: And
3: Ooh. that was the
0: Jubby Report! Thank you for tuning in to the job Report.
1: Oh, that was great. Now, do we like give it another few seconds and you play the outro or the music again? No. Or, oh. No, that's it. Oops. Oh, no. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, Guys, just... you you didn't hear anything. <laughs> you
0: just figured out my tactics. No, you. Shit. Thanks for ruining everything, man. We have to cancel the podcast now. I'm
1: sorry I ruined our professionality.
0: Oh, your <laughs>
2: professionality?
1: I, that's not the word, is it?
2: No, I. Uh, professionalism? Professional, uh, thank
1: you. Professionalism
0: is the word. Uh. That was great. That, that was, was awesome. That was really good. Yeah, they, they, none of them had any idea about what I was writing coming into this. No, yeah,
1: no, that, that all surprised me.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I'm going to do that every every other week for right now, and then every week once the football season kicks off. Yeah. I really I'd, like that.
3: I'd like to apologize right now. I'm a new iPhone user, and my phone's on mute, but somehow notification sounds are still going through, so if you hear anything this podcast,
0: it's my fault. Did you flip me the switch? I don't have a switch. You got to Flippy the switch. What is the switch? It should be on this side. I have
3: my switch over there, but it's off.
0: Is, is it down? We're, uh, we're, okay. we're, this is now the... Uh...
3: This is the iPhone tech for your grandmothers. <laughs> After Dark <laughs> podcast. Nice. Nice. I'm a big right. fan. Uh, Kuiper and I are going to talk about two teams right now. Uh, We both like these teams. I think Kuiper's going to start. He's bringing it up right now. He's going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Oh, I don't have anything to bring up. This is just off the top of my head. Okay. I looked it up earlier.
1: Okay. Um, All right, professional.
2: Hey, man. Professional
0: sports broadcaster. What <laughs> what's school for? It.
2: Um, so anyway, I guess what we'll start with, the reason we're talking about more teams is because I, Corey kind of said it where we kind of want to cover every single team, uh, at least give them some form of, light of day of like individual coverage i guess about what's happening to them and we all did our own personal favorite teams for the last two episodes we did Corey and Me media the steelers first and then justin and matt did the chiefs and packers the reason i'm doing the jaguars is because i'm i'm mocked amongst our friend group that i am actually a jaguars fan and not a steelers fan that, I'm, I, that I've hidden away my fandom of the Jacksonville Jaguars because they've been so bad for so long and just decided to be a Steelers fan because they were good, um, which is not the case. So all of you are looking at me very strangely. To preface but,
3: this, for three years in a row, he projected the Jacksonville add, we're gonna, Jaguars to make a deep playoff run.
2: We're going to edit this out. The
3: first time... That he didn't put them to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs, and then he goes, "I've been predicting this all along." You have
2: no power. This is. Listen, okay. <laughs> I knew.
1: Oh my god!
2: I the, I, the reason I constantly made
1: you had a hankering.
2: I had. I, Did you feel it in your balls? <laughs> I listen. I'm getting to that. Just listen. So. Let me first say this. The reason that I constantly pick them to, like, make the playoffs, you know, whatever, win the division, whatever it was, was because there's this thing that I believe... In the NFL, especially, you have talent hemorrhages where, like, you can only suck for so long, which is why the Cleveland Browns is, like... The story of the Cleveland Browns being bad for almost 20 years is ridiculous because of how long they've gone without being good when you constantly are stockpiling that much young talent every single year when you're constantly having top 10 picks in the draft and you're constantly signing free agents at some point that talent's gonna hemorrhage and just burst at some point it has to happen there's just no way that you're gonna have that many great players that are young That are supposed to be good. Because they're high draft picks. And they're not going to be good. Pretty much what happened with the Jaguars. Is this perfect storm happened. Where Andrew Luck didn't play. And the Houston Texans were an absolute disaster of injuries. And when they finally got a quarterback that seemed to be really good. He got hurt. Obviously I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. But. I don't want to say that I knew that this year could be different, but I did take the Jacksonville Jaguars defense in every fantasy league that I could. I did honestly believe that Leonard Fournette could come in and at least give them some – I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. Okay. But I really did think that he was going to come in and at least give them some, some way to not have to rely on Blake Bortles. And so I knew that and I was modest in my projections like yeah, maybe they'll win six or seven games. What I didn't take into consideration was that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a shadow head coach that's operating behind the scenes and actually running the team. (laughs) And it's Tom Coughlin. Very true. Pretty much Tom Coughlin pretty much showed up at the Jacksonville Jaguars last year and they went from three and thirteen to ten and six. Yep. Pretty much. Um no one's gonna say like obviously he has I don't know what fake title they gave him, whatever they say he is.
1: VP of Op- Yeah, Fr- VP president of, football operation, yeah, whatever. He's a he's a coach,
2: okay? He goes to every practice, he was there for every single pick they made, he was there for every single game. He's essentially their head coach, Tom Coughlin. And what what happened last year? was, again, they did get kind of lucky with the with the Andrew Luck thing and the Deshaun Watson thing. But they had probably... I know Minnesota was the best overall defense as far as yardage, but the things that they were able to do on defense with Ramsey, who's probably my favorite defensive player in the league because he's just amazing <laughs> and catty and trash-talking...
1: I love that Oh god, It's so cool.
2: He's so great. He trash-talked the crap out of my team, and I didn't even care. I was like, you you go, Jalen Ramsey. You talk shit about the Steelers. I don't even care. You're right about every single thing you've said.
3: Because you're a bigger Jags fan.
2: Shut up. No. No, I'm not. Um, But anyway, so that was last year. But the last thing I want to say about last year was this. I'm not trying to say that we need to start considering them to be like the favorites. They they still have probably the worst quarterback situation in at least in the AFC with Blake Bortles. I don't think he's very good. The weird thing about the Jaguars is that the more injured their receiving core got, the seemingly better it got. Like when Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns got hurt. People were like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. What the heck's going to happen? And then, like, D.D. Westbrook and Keenan Keelan Cole just show up out of nowhere and play kind of better than they were playing, for at least for the last two years. And, of course, Marquise Lee got hurt a couple of times, and they just kept performing and kept doing really well. Then they go into the playoffs and win a game that – Let's be honest, they probably shouldn't have won against the Buffalo Bills um, in a game where Blake Bortles had more rushing yards and passing yards. But then they just absolutely shred up the Steelers. And then, listen, I don't want to be I'm, – I'm I'm. usually this guy, and I know people are always like, oh, woulda, shoulda, coulda, whatever. The Jacksonville Jaguars were a play away, literally a Stephon Gilmore play of his life away from being in the Super Bowl. Yep. Literally. Like mm-hmm. if Stefan Gilmore does not make the play of his career, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in the Super Bowl. Like, that's how close they got. And you go into this offseason now, and you obviously they got rid of Allen Robinson, but they didn't need him last year. You bring in probably the best left guard in football in uh I think his last name is Norwell. I can't remember. The guy from the Panthers. Yeah. Um, Andrew Andrew Norwell, who is the only offensive lineman in the entire NFL last year that did not give up a sack or a QB hit. Holy shit. He's the only one. He didn't give up a single hit on the quarterback on any single one-on-one block. He's the only guy in the NFL. And And the Panthers let him go, and he went to the Jaguars, who were a play away from being in the Super Bowl. They also get... Um, sort of to replace, like, the big body of Allen Robinson. You replace him with um, uh, Dante Moncrief, who isn't that good, but as far as, like, a big body target, you get him. You get Austin Safarian Jenkins off the Jets, who if I'm Austin Safarian Jenkins, I am ticked off that the Jets let me go after I come back from what seemed to be, like, a career-jeopardizing substance abuse issue. He comes back, gets sober, has a pretty darn good season, And then he goes to the Jaguars. The Jets just kind of let him go. And he really was like one of their best red zone threats, even though he didn't have a lot of touchdowns. I mean, you're not going to catch a lot of touchdown passes from, you know. The Jets. From the Jets. Yeah. You're just a Jet, you know, a Jet receiving player. You're not going to catch a lot of touchdowns. They also got Taven Bryan in the draft, which just adds to that ridiculous defense that they have that was named Saxville, but they didn't lead the league in sacks. The Steelers did that but they are probably the best defense front to back. I think in the NFL, they now have a pretty darn talented offensive line. Now they have potentially one of the best young running backs in the league who looks like he's one of the oldest running backs in the league. They have a receiving core that literally came out in the clutch and wasn't expected to do well and overachieved. And they have a head coach that – I'm talking about Tom Coffin. (laughs) They have a head – at least a guy in a coaching position that has won two Super Bowls. And they're in a division that is is just – it's known for underachieving. I don't – I think the Tennessee Titans are going to underachieve. I think the Indianapolis Colts are still going to underachieve. And the bottom line is, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson because he has now had two significant knee injuries and he's not even played in the league for two years. So, I don't think the Jaguars win the AFC South. As a matter of fact, I think they go sub-500 in the AFC South. But I don't see anybody else in the AFC outside of the Patriots that's going to beat them. Because of just how ridiculously balanced they are, and how they do multiple—they do multiple things better than most teams do one thing well. And I don't know—I haven't unveiled my—we're gonna do season projections closer to the beginning of the season, but like I said, I could easily see the Jaguars going like two and four in their in their own division, and maybe only losing one other game. Oh so wow! That's, that's 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 pretty wild. Uh. That's a that's a true statistic about Norwell, by the way. I did not make that up. He's the only offensive lineman that did not. He didn't
1: even give up a hit. That's
2: and any any defensive player that he locked up with did not touch the quarterback.
1: That's absolutely insane to even think about.
2: So and the Panthers let him go. Like that's the crazy part to me. Like how could you I, possibly not, not let a guy like, like that leave?
1: Him, he he played trying to protect Cam Newton, one of the most. To hit or sack quarterbacks yeah. because of how much he runs around, and he still didn't let a single person through. That blows Blake. my mind.
3: When they leave the pocket, is it considered no the longer their fault? Um, I don't know. I, because he did have a lot of design runs, which he had, like, a ton of design runs. I
2: guess, yeah, I guess if it's, if he's being defined as a runner, then I don't think it counts. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my bit about the Jaguars. My closet favorite team, apparently.
0: What do you... Uh, do you think Blake Bortles tenders that team? I don't think he...
2: I think the... Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the same situation that the Denver Broncos were when they won the Super Bowl the last year with Peyton. They can win. They're they're good enough around the quarterback that they can win despite of him. I mean, the the... the the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl with their quarterback throwing for 100 and less than 200 yards and two interceptions. Like, you can win a Super Bowl in the NFL if you have the pieces around a quarterback that can sort of soak in his mistakes. And I don't think there's another roster outside of Minnesota, literally, a roster outside of Minnesota that can withstand something like that and still win. So that's my.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm all right
1: with that. That's it's really good. good.
3: It's
0: this really is, good.
1: This
3: is a good segue because I'm going to start talking about a quarterback that's going to literally bring your team within an inch of winning a game, and he just needs the team, <laughs> that extra push to win the game. He brought them – he's been one of the most clutch – Stafford, Matthew Stafford has been one of the most clutch quarterbacks for – a long time. Ever since the decline of the Seattle Seahawks. It's
1: a it's a giant meme how often he's able to come back and win games. Right. I love it.
3: And the other thing about that is how often he's in the position to do that. He's this year he lost four games by one possession.
2: They were robbed. They were actually Robbed by the officials against Atlanta. Uh,
3: yeah, exactly.
1: That exactly. happens so often against the Lions. I don't know.
3: Yeah. There was, or, or, this year, off topic, there was a ton of games that were decided by one play. Yeah, they're actually were. Especially in the playoffs. There was Julio dropped a pass. There was the Jacksonville. There was the Miracle in Minnesota, Minneapolis, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, Miracle in Minnesota, whatever it was Miracle called. Miracle Minneapolis. The Miracle in okay. Minneapolis, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, there was Atlanta holding Tyler Higbee in the end zone.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that was that true. That didn't
3: get called. Um, but anyway, we're going to go back to talking about the Lions. I, I would r- willingly say Matthew Stafford's the best pocket passer in the league right now. Not quarterback, not like team leader just pocket pure pocket passer he doesn't have a run game and he's only thrown 10 interceptions like each of the last 4 years mm. and he's getting hit close to 50 times a year that's insane like that's and you're not throwing interceptions even though you're under pressure you're getting hit a lot some that ruins a lot of guys careers it like, does it actually does. yeah just getting waiting to get hit but uh he's got sacked for 250 yards last year holy shit
2: wait so they got sacked he got sacked for a net total of 250 yards yeah jesus
3: that's insane good lord i talked about this already but they were they lost four games they went nine and seven losing four games by one possession They could have started the year off 4-0 if it wasn't for that Atlanta... Mm
2: -hmm. Debacle. Debacle.
3: I think... I know it's unprecedented at that point, but there needs to be an untimed down at that point, Mm -hmm. I think. If there's a runoff and that would end the game, you have to give them an untimed down. I think that just should be standard,
1: Mm -hmm. right? As long as it's not the offense that causes the rundown, yes. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that that makes sense to me.
3: Uh, Oh. five of their seven losses were to playoff teams that probably could have even gone further in the playoffs. They had one to Minnesota, which they split with. They split with Minnesota, who's considered to be the best roster in football. They lost one to the Saints, which had a score of 38-52, to and at some point, when you score 38 points, you need some help right. from your defense. Uh, they, were, they lost one to the Panthers... They lost one to the Falcons, which we talked about, and then they had another loss to the Steelers. Mm. They went one and three in the AFC North. Can you guess the team they beat?
2: (laughs) We're not going to talk about it. Okay.
3: (laughs) Uh, I like Patricia as the new coach. He's defensive minded, and he would have made a lot of, he would have made a big difference in those games that they lost by one possession, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, if you're pairing that. A lot of times people will point out how people with uh, that come out from Bill Belichick
2: don't really have that great. Don't pan out. Yeah, they don't pan out very well. Because
3: they try to bring the Bill Belichick style over. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the Bill Belichick style is the player personnel. But the thing that he has over Patricia is he also has Bob Quinn who's worked with Bill Belichick as the GM for all those years. Right. So you have you have, two people from the Bill Belichick coming together, and I'm fairly certain you're going to do a lot better than just one person trying to do it all.
1: You would certainly hope so. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think they have one of the more talented secondaries in the league uh, with Glover Quinn and Darius Slay. I think Darius Slay is one of the... Best man corners in the league, probably top 10 man coverage corner. And Glover is a great ball hawking safety. Yeah. He makes a lot of tackles too. Uh, Ziggy Ansa, unfortunately, is stuck in a situation where he's only threatening pass rusher, but they've tried to bring in bodies to fill that void. They have uh, Jared Davis in his second year. They brought over Kennard from the Giants, Deshaun Hand, the rookie from Alabama who is very athletic. He just doesn't seem to play with the urgency. Uh, and then Freeney from New England, who's played with Patricia before. So they have, they're have they making a lot of big changes on their defense. They're trying to out with the old and bringing in new bodies. Uh, they have a revamped run game with LeGarrette Blunt. I don't expect him to be like a 20-carry-a-guy game, but he's definitely going to help in the pass protection and he's going to do wonders in the short yardage situations where they w- don't have to throw it on the one yard line to try to win a game. Right. Uh, they have, they brought in uh, their first round pick Ragnow, who is a run blocking specialist. They've been playing all along their offensive line at the practices. Uh, they've been putting, he's slotted as a center, but he might move to left guard. Uh, he's, doing wonderfully everybody loves him there uh the second round pick carry on johnson who will be a big complimentary role to blunt and then they have amir abdullah who's underachieved his entire career they have uh what's the guy Theo Riddick. they have good pass catching theoretic uh i think this is one of the only teams that would be able to get within a win of double digits in their division, in a division that includes Minnesota and Green Bay, playing them four times a year. And then we don't know about the Bears yet, but they're shaping up to not be a pushover very much longer either. And I still think they can probably be a 9-7 and team, like, withstanding with Stafford playing. Right. Because, like I said, Safford's going to bring you within an inch of winning every game. You just have to give them the, your team the extra point push. Uh, their schedule would be kind of tough even without playing Green Bay in Minnesota. Uh, four times. You have the Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. I know the Seahawks aren't like what they used to be, but still Russell Wilson. Still Russell Wilson. He's going to keep you in the game. And I think Stafford is gonna I think Stafford's in his prime right now and the best pocket passer of the league. I think he can do it.
0: I think I'm, I'm 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 you know, me, I'm a big old Pac Man fan.
1: Big but old Pachums.
0: Big old Pacum guy, big old cheese boy. And
2: You are a big old cheese boy. I'm a big cheese boy, let me tell yeah. you.
0: Yeah. And I am actually really excited to see how Detroit and Chicago both pan out. Because I actually... I would love to see actual fierce competition in the division.
2: Outside of one team.
0: Outside of one fucking team. I would love to change up. I want to see yeah, actually things get interesting there. When Before divisional games happen. I'm like, fuck the Bears, let's move on.
2: Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to give away anything. Uh, but I have... Like I, I don't want to give away win totals. And again, we're not even into preseason yet, and things can happen. Players can get injured, and that alters things. But as it stands right now, without giving away the numbers, I have the Bears winning three times as many games as the Lions do.
1: Really? Yes.
2: So you can. I think as long as Matt you, you you can, you can, game. you can fi- you can try to like figure out what numbers though. Surprised the, you
3: only have Chicago winning three games. Oh wow! Uh,
0: I think I think the Lions will be fine as long as Matt Stafford doesn't hurt his hand again. Yeah, I think they'll be just fine. It's Stafford's on the level where
3: he's kept it competitive with Aaron Rodgers pretty much every game they've played. Like that's Oh yeah, it's always exciting. Special. Like that's. I don't know.
0: Anybody's able to keep up with him? No, Matt Stafford is a is a great quarterback and a. Bad, bad situation almost his whole career.
2: You don't get that often either. You don't get a guy like Matt Stafford who just doesn't like, – like you said, he's almost – it's like bad luck.
0: Yeah, he's been
2: – If Aaron Rodgers didn't exist, then what – he's the he's the next best quarterback in that, that division. Like nothing would be stopping you have, him.
0: You have that on top of like everything else, else around him at Detroit pretty much being fo- like flat-out garbage mm-hmm. for the last like, I don't know, four years or so. Yeah. It, they just—he's had a—he's had a bad turn of luck. It's not his fault that the rest of the teams—they—they they
2: literally it. had a season where Calvin Johnson broke the receiving record and they won like three games.
0: Yeah,
2: which is like that goes to show you like the type of like I don't want to yeah. say luck, but that's the type of thing that happens to the Detroit yeah, think Lions. They
0: had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It was like mm-hmm. way towards the bottom. They just
2: haven't. They, I don't. It's just always been really inconsistent. They've had like virtually no pass rush ever. It's been almost 50 games, maybe, maybe not 50, maybe like a little around 40 since they've had a hundred yard rusher in a game, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. So, and they play and, and you think like they play indoors, you know, nine times a year. Yeah. So you'd think that they'd have this advantage where, you know, you have a fast paced team and you got these smaller sort of scat backs that are better for like an indoor type of stadium, but they just can't. They just can't operate outside of Matt Stafford just throwing the ball fifty times a game. In
3: the Steelers game, they had the record for most offensive yards without a touchdown.
1: It's just insane.
3: It was like it was like when the Steelers won in the playoffs a couple years ago.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> we're not. Gonna, we won't talk about that, man. We won't talk about that. That hurts. Alright, so So Matt. Your little segment for today. I I, I,
1: I did some investigative journalism.
0: Oh yeah. Investigative journalism. We flew listen, right, we <laughs> flew Matt to
1: Boston.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he sat down with Mr. Brady. Uh, Giselle was there. Um so was Alex Guerrera. I,
1: I had questions, I needed to he, know.
2: He did they met they met at a they met at a Hardy's um, <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, because that's where Tom Brady's gonna eat well, no, dinner. No, Brady didn't eat anything. <laughs> oh. He got nobody eaten. there. Ate yeah, none yeah. of us ate yeah. anything. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> because first of all, it's a Hardee's.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: sponsor us, please. <laughs>
1: well, not Hardys. with
2: that type of con. You <laughs> just said, why would they eat there? Please sponsor us.
0: Yeah. Hardee's.
1: That's please our whole. There. That's our whole thing. <laughs> we trash right. a sponsor than bake for it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. I'm a fan. <laughs> no, but really, um, we had questions like. You know Tom Brady and the whole situation with the Patriots and Belichick not wanting Guerrero to help the team or anything. What what is TB12? The TB12 method of how Brady touts that he's so good and gonna play until he's fifty or whatever, however old he says he wants to play until. And like from from the outside, just like broad level, it's kind of basic. Um. It's basically like the diets, no refined sugars, low gluten sort of things. Almost like a, a ketogenic type diet. You don't eat the sugars. You don't eat a lot of yeast and bread and carbs. You stay high in protein. You try. You have to keep your electrolytes up, all those sorts of things. And you exercise. Mm-hmm. But like for Tom, you know, it's a whole lifestyle. He doesn't have the alcohol. He never has caffeine. He never has all this stuff. So he writes it out. He, he goes out, and him and Guerrero, they have this TB12 method. And TB12 refers to the 12 principles that make up this plan. A little, Some of them are a little, whoo. Are they? Yes. The number one principle of TB12 is pliability. Tom and Guerrero claim it as the missing leg of performance training. Every athlete needs to find a balance between strength conditioning and pliability, which is basically fancy words to say you need to stretch pre and post workout, because you don't want your you don't want your joints and tendons to hurt.
2: But you know, you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Like that that like, Skip Bayless talks about that sometimes, where he says that like it's much more important to have flexible muscles versus like big like swollen muscles. Like if you can, he's like big deal. If you can bench press 350 pounds, but if you can withstand having your leg bent backwards at an awkward angle, because you're just flexible, you're not going to get hurt. So well, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense in a way, but you know, if, if you want to, if you want to do pliability, the TB 12 method, you can go straight to his website and you can buy a foam roller for 200 buckos. Uh, you can get <laughs> it's whatever made out of foam. Yeah, it's called a foam roller. All right.
3: One. Not one of his. I bought mine at Dick's for like twenty bucks. But... <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: You can get a vibrating sphere for a hundred and fifty dollars. Then you can buy yourself some pliability lotion for twenty, and get yourself a Tom Brady TB12 performance mat for eighty dollars, and then you could maybe stretch or something, but then you know Tom Brady wouldn't get all your money for some lotion and a bread pin with ribs. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! There's eleven more of these things. And there's eleven more Holy of these. Holy crap! Plus, plus, doing research according to actual exercise scientists, uh. pliability kind of isn't a real concept. There, you can be flexibility, but it's not the same thing as pliability. Right? That's you're stretching this. A stretching and a massage can be great, but they're not the magic cure all that Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero say they are. Mm-hmm. They, 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 this is the reason why Tom Brady's going to play until he's fifty because he rolls on this roller and he plays with a vibrating ball and he's got this special Tom Brady lotion. But it only takes you so far. Right. And, that's. That's
3: why there's eleven other steps. <laughs> that's that,
1: right. That's, you're right. You're right. This. You're right. That's why step two. Holistic, holistic, and integrative training. Nothing works in isolation. The body is one system, all or nothing. Nobody has ever thought to train your whole body at the same time before. It's never been done. No, never. No one. Everyone's like, all right. I'm gonna train my legs today and my legs for the next six months. I don't need arms or stomachs or other things. The whole, the whole second step is. Train your whole body. Do it.
0: Now, I want to look like I'm wearing baggy pants naked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you can't be part of TB12. I'm sorry.
0: Well, you no, I you, you'll to never
1: that. get to play professional quarterback in your 50s.
0: I, I, I have something to say, but I'll say it after. Continue with your investigative <laughs> don't, skip <laughs> don't skip toe day.
1: <laughs> don't skip toe day? Don't skip cheekbone day. Y- you, don't <laughs> 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 you don't want to... Those
2: muscles behind your ears that help you, you know, hear or whatever. You got
1: got to be able to hear the calls from the sideline. You you don't want that turf toe. You don't want to accidentally bite your cheek and start bleeding. You know what I'm saying? It all makes sense. You got to do your tongue curls. Get a little barbell in there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Principle number three. Balance and moderation in all things. Too much good is bad. Blah, blah, blah. That's why Tom had to lose three Super Bowls, because winning all of them would go against his method.
2: Jesus.
1: God. <laughs>
2: Beautiful.
1: Oh, excellent. He can't play quarterback into his 50s if he had seven Super Bowl championships or whatever. I bet Giselle gave you that quote, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, of course.
2: Giselle she gave you that. from the
1: side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom was like, honey, no, keep it down. You can't tell him that
2: part. There was only 11. That was the 12th one, Giselle gave. I like it.
1: <laughs> but, like, again, it's I mean, it's basic. Don't do too much of anything because it's bad. And then don't do anything bad because it's bad. All right. Step four, conditioning for endurance and vitality. I don't know, run or something. Yeah, pretty much. Run. Condition to last yourself. I, I, don't, I don't get it. That That's a that's a principle for Tom Brady, though. Hmm. Run.
2: Which is funny because he doesn't.
1: No! He doesn't run! What, why is it... I don't, I don't.
0: You know, he, he doesn't want to run too much. He doesn't want to hurt his leggies. He's- oh,
1: yeah, you're right! It's it's part of his integrative training. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. He's practicing his methods. He
0: wants to play football. He doesn't want to put himself in a walker while he's playing football. Mm-hmm. You know... Mm-hmm. I understand. you will probably try to do it. Though.
1: I've, seen, I've seen the light now. Um, <laughs> step five, or principle number five, I'm sorry. No load strength training. It's designed to increase strength, but not putting pressure on the joints and bones. Looks a lot like a resistance band, just resistance band training with sometimes a slightly weighted vest to distribute weight and an agility ladder. You can get your overpriced loops with Tom Brady's name on them for $80 to $150 kits. Then you can buy a $120 jump rope set, $80 plastic brackets for agility ladders, and a $140 vest. You too could be Tom Brady.
2: You Jumping buy, rope.
1: You can buy some rubber bands for your fingers, holistic, integrative chaining, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Practice them finger band guns. I could put a... them. You gotta get your finger guns going. You know what I'm saying.
2: I could put. I could put. <laughs> oh, I could no. tie. I could tie one behind my head and put it over my like my upper lip, <laughs> <laughs> and just and just like bend my head back and forth. God, I'm gonna have such a strong integrity in my neck mm-hmm. and my head.
3: A lot of people work out the neck actually
2: because it makes you look bigger. It that, yeah. yeah. It, that beefy neck, yeah. that thick neck. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, uh, Triple H. Okay, well, Paul Levesque, whatever, but Triple H, literally, will post. He has videos on his Twitter of he tie. He has like this apparatus. He puts on his head, and he hangs like a barbell from it, and he picks his head up and down, like as he's like laying on his stomach, and it's the goofiest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: One. That's insane. Two, that's too much load. He can't be Tom Brady.
2: Apparently, yeah. He's not Tom Brady.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: Can't, Princi- be, can't be the goat into your 50s. No,
1: no, right. no, no. Principle number six, everything's about promoting anti-inflammatory responses in the body. Some of these I'm going to repeat myself here in a minute. But proper hydration, nutrition, nutrition, anything to maximize that quote-unquote pliability. Probably where Tom's no refined sugar, no alcohol, caffeine, etc. come into play. He's also been quoted as uh, a lot of what he calls nightshade vegetables that aren't good to eat, such as tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, mushrooms. But the science is out, and all four of those things actually do provide anti-inflammatory responses. So I'm not entirely sure what Tom Brady's talking about, unless he's just like super finicky. I would assume that's probably what it is.
0: I'm just about his veggies. But he wants to tell the whole world about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's got to make it all fancy.
0: Mhm. I thought when you were
3: th- first starting that one, it was going to be, it's all about promoting TB12 workouts. and. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought it was going to be about Advil. Uh, Anti-inflammatories. Well. I don't know. Yeah, TB12 Tylenol. Or whatever. I don't know. I just—it's it's weird. Six
0: pills, fifty-nine ninety-nine.
1: Oh, we'll get to some of that. Oh, oh no shit. way! All right, yeah. Please go,
0: investigative reporter Matt
1: Dustman. <laughs> <laughs> Principle number seven: promote oxygen-rich blood flow. I mean, breathe better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Promote oxygen-rich blood flow. How do you breathe? Just breathe, my guy. Drink more water. All uh, right. You're getting ahead of the game. Oh, no. Principle really? number eight, proper hydration. I don't know why principle number eight is its own thing when it's talked about in principle number six. I can only assume that Tom Brady had to pad these out to 12 and he was running out of things. He was like, well, just do it again. Just <laughs> do it again. Proper hydration. Probably he has his own TB12 electrolyte subscription that can be yours for 120 bucks. A month. What? (laughs) $120, that's what? You get these uh, Tom Brady electrolyte additives for water that have, like... You get packets of salt? In a way, yeah. But they feature, like, 70 different, like, vitamins and minerals or something. Oh, my God. and, and, And you don't need all of them for your electrolytes and stuff. And sidebar, when you're on the website and you're... I mean, when you're talking to Tom Brady and you're reading... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get to principle number eight, proper hydration, it's just Tom Brady drinking a clear glass of water with a big smile on his face. <laughs> I couldn't hold myself from laughing because it's so dorky.
2: He showed you the video of himself when you were when you were Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: While we were at Hardee's, he took a, he took his glass of water. Yeah. Proper hydration. Spring, he sprinkled
2: look, look. the stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, he did. And... Mm-hmm um classic classic tom
1: you can get uh you can get a nice uh small jar of tb12 protein powder for 50 bucks uh tom claims that he drinks so much water that he doesn't get sunburned
2: i saw that i read that somewhere he claims that he drinks so much water that he doesn't get sunburned
1: that's not physically possible
0: can i light him on fire it's he been... drinks so much water that he can't be lit his, on fire. His...
3: Oh, wait, Corey. It's been a week, and I've been sunburned approximately 18
1: times already. <laughs> you need to drink more water. You According... white boy. I
3: drink nothing but Fiji water because it's what LeBron does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> According to Tom, you have to drink one half of your body weight in ounces of water a day. Wait you know a minute. How many minute. fucking ounces that is? Do you know how often...
0: like, what, 200-something pounds, right?
2: Tom's probably like around like 220. Yeah, right? 220,
0: 230. So, He's only like... 110 six... ounces of water a day?
1: That's what it said. The, I think it might have been more than ounces, but when, I was, when he was talking to me, when I was reading it, it said ounces. I know it they, was an astronomically large number they because... Ad- they advise like four ounces an
2: hour at max. Like, if you're like doing something really intensive... They say, like, I drink about four ounces of water an hour if you're doing something, like, really, really, like, strenuous. Well,
1: can you, okay, you take 110, could like say 220, 110 ounces of water in 24 hours, divide that by 24, it's, like, 25 ounces, well, 26 ounces an oh hour. Oh,
2: my God. Well,
3: it's, like, it's, like, eight bottles of water. That's all it is.
0: Well, uh, a gallon of water is 128 ounces. So that sounds about right.
1: I guess it's not as bad as I originally thought then. It, I mean, depending on who you are, it could be really bad, though, because, you know, he basically just keeps telling you to drink more and more and more and more water, which is all right. But like Kuiper just said, you know, four ounces an hour or something like that, just keep yourself slightly hydrated. You, if you keep if you drink too much water, instead of not getting sunburn, you'll die of water intoxication. That's yeah, a thing. It that happens.
2: A, that is a thing.
0: Yeah, well, but you won't get sunburned when you're in the casket.
1: Number nine. (laughs) (laughs) Principle number nine. Another repeat. Proper nutrition. You're you're
2: right. He ran out of things. He He ran ran out 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 of things after like
1: seven. I'm telling you. Good job, Tom. Proper nutrition. Eat better or something, do it to help your muscles. He has a whole Tom Brady twelve meal plan that's like a pseudo blue apron style meal delivery service. Three performance meals a week for seventy eight dollars. All high protein, all plant based, no refined sugar, blah blah blah. It seems to be based on controlling your body's pH levels to keep your acidity down. Hmm. Stay away from Fiji.
3: (laughs) Because <laughs> LeBron, it. LeBron does it.
1: You're supposed to stay away from acidity to help your bones, which is practically not possible to do. You could eat a handful of baking soda and barely change your body's pH level. It's, it's just... It's the science says no, but not to Tom Brady, and maybe he's right, and we're all wrong. Google's, uh,
3: Google is a Google like search bar thing was the guy that invented ph levels or not invented but discovered ph levels or whatever tom brady uh, (laughs) but it had like this cool interactive thing and it was like for whoever because they invented ph levels and i'm like i know about those i drink fiji water (laughs) (laughs)
1: But oh, <laughs> his whole thing is, again is based around controlling his body pH, which is not something you can really do. It's like it is basically impossible. But he thinks he can do it, and I I can't get over the you can get three Tom Brady dinners a week for seventy eight dollars a week. That's seventy eight uh, one forty plus sixteen is one fifty six one fifty six three hundred six three hundred twelve dollars a month. You, too, can eat like Tom Brady. Yeah, that's right. Three yeah. times a week. Three times a week. That's right. Now, Not 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 seven days. You you don't get a full week's worth of food. You get th- Tom Brady doesn't want you to be that good. He wants to be the only one to no. play in his 50s. Does right. he take EBT? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Uh, I'm going to say no.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to assume
2: that he doesn't.
0: In the spirit of investigative journalism, I'm going to email him and ask. And I'm going to tell him it's for a report. I'm going to ask him,
2: it's the follow-up
0: report. After your discussion
2: you had with Matt Dustman in a Hardee's in Boston with your wife and business partner Alex Guerrera. I need to know if your products could be could be purchased with EBT cards. Oh my yours god! Yours truly, Jubby Cutlip. <laughs> no, it's
0: not yours truly. It's it's uh, it's your boy.
1: No, <laughs> it warmly, warmly, warmly. <laughs> justin warmly, Jubby Cutlip, CO football after dark. Why number ten?
0: Oh god, it's only number
1: ten. <laughs> yeah. Supplementation eat good vitamins by Tom Brady's vitamins. It's literally just his protein powder that I already talked about. And he also apparently only eats Himalayan pink salt.
2: I heard that that is technically somewhat better for you.
1: All I don't know. you, all you really need is iodine and, and the pink salt doesn't change a lot of it. It has like vitamins and electrolytes and stuff that are you sure. Yeah. But like the most important thing from your salt and electrolytes is the iodine. As long as you're not buying, like, the kosher salt that's iodine-free or whatever, you're going to be fine. You don't need to buy pink Himalayan salt.
2: I'm just going to... If LeBron did it, I would have. I'm,
3: I'm just going to say,
2: <laughs> we're in the middle of the episode, and you, if you've made it this far, you already know, and this is, this is where the episode title comes from. You're making the title for this episode... EBTB12. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I'm, okay. I'm down. EBTB12. Um, No one's going to get it until this exact moment. <laughs> like, what the hell does that stand for?
1: Number 11. Brain training. You need to train your brain the same way you do your muscles. Buy Brain Age for your Nintendo DS and make your brain young again.
2: Wait, they have a. Wait, TB12 has a. <laughs> they have a a partnership.
1: No, somewhere. no, no, no. Not I just made that. I just. Oh, that you made. There. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought that was real. No, that. I mean, that would have been kind of cool if like Tom Brady was a Nintendo. No, it's. It's literally just brain training, like doing like exercise puzzles and things to make your brain feel young again. Play which is the Sudoku
3: this... for yeah, do you eighteen s- hours a day. Do
1: you Sudoku, Tom?
0: <laughs> do I mean, you I
1: Sudoku. Do. Is it a <laughs> seven or a nine? I don't know.
0: This Why? makes me want to Like Tom's mom. Tom to send by fire his dick all the way up his nose. Tom, don't forget to do your Sudoku
1: puzzle. <laughs> you say I though? made sure to not put the mushrooms in the soup. <laughs>
2: There's tomatoes in
1: it. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, was feeling a little.
1: I was feeling a little Italian today. <laughs> we are <laughs> so <laughs> off the rails.
0: Do you, think, do you think Tom Brady beats Alex Guerrero? <laughs> 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 Just like keeps a
1: whip on the side. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on from this. <laughs> What number are we on? Number twelve, the last one. It's okay. Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: So final episode ever. <laughs>
1: this is exhausting. Uh. <laughs> number twelve. Get some sleep is good for you. How else are you gonna win five Super no, are Bowls? Are you fucking
0: kidding me? That's
2: number twelve. Number get twelve is sleep. get
1: some sleep.
0: Okay. There's only one or two things. That are gonna, if you don't believe that at this very fucking moment, after listening to all this bullshit, that Tom Brady is not fucking hack, wait until a year after Bill Belichick's gone.
2: I think he's great. I think that, that makes me like him even more. Well, he's a
0: fucking hack. He is. He is the. He is
2: such a. Wow. What a businessman. Yeah? My God. I mean, let's be real. Like, I'm sure all of that has something to do with why he's as great as he is but like not not to make people spend 120 dollars that's
0: why i think he's a fucking hack
2: oh okay
0: no 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 well he doesn't get paid by the patriots so that's yeah it's
2: he's like the 18th highest paid quarterback in the league so Mm -hmm. who can we we do do that every week can we just read that off every week? <laughs> every week.
1: My God. 12, the 12 commandments of yeah. After Dark. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Let me, get, let me end cap this segment so we can please fucking move on. So, da, da,
1: da, da, da. Investigative journalism. All right.
0: That was it. That was investigative journalism.
2: Wow.
1: We, we did it. We were out. I was out there.
2: You were, man. You put your heart and soul into that interview. I heard you almost got to go with the Met, to the Met Gala with them, too.
1: Right? It, Gronk showed up at the last minute. That was zero uh, so uh, so plus one. Mm-hmm. I'm now depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> so now, for the final three hours of the episode. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I oh, don't know. How, uh, very similar to how we did.
0: God, it hasn't been announced. Honestly, your entire segment felt like it took three years. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that that no, it was
2: great though. It was like the best three years oh, of my no. life.
0: <laughs> um, I got I got more depressed. So. Uh,
2: like last week when we ranked the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, we decided that we're
1: gonna do that as we talked about every single week. Oh, should we get like some pen and paper so we can make a definitive list with averages? I.
0: Like on his I feel
1: like our our lists are gonna
2: be so ridiculously different that it might be impossible. Because if I'm understanding this correctly, we all kind of did a different thing. Um, primarily because with quarterbacks, it's really easy because there's only one on the field and they get compared often anyway. Um, but when we talk about, again, this is the five best running back, whatever, it's the top five running back list. Um... I'm gonna. I want Corey to start because I think Corey did it in the most interesting way. I did it in a way that's gonna make a lot of people mad. Shocker. Oh. Um, but Corey's mentality going into his list is really interesting, and I kind of want Corey to go first because of it. Okay. So um. explain explain what you did because I feel like it took. I don't know. Just explain All what right. you did. So from what I
3: understood, we were doing the top five teams with the best running back situation going into this next season. And the way I look at it is it's weighted by skill of the players, the depth of the running back position. And then like just game plan situations like who your coaches are you designed to run all that kind of stuff. Uh, So, a lot of my list is weighted on, like, do you have more than one running back that can be able to handle the load in case your main guy went down? Okay. That's the way I looked at it. All right. So, like, you have, I think Todd Gurley's one of the, like, top three running back in the league right now, like, without a doubt, but he's not in this list you know he's not in my top five list because they don't really have anybody if he gets hurt if something happens he gets suspended they're not in a great situation at running back in my opinion okay i don't uh so my number five team i'm just gonna start uh you have the titans with derrick henry and Dion lewis uh it's a really good tandem. Uh, I think you said they win almost every game where Derrick Henry's had over a hundred yards or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
2: think it was it wasn't even a hundred, it was like eighty five.
3: Yeah. Was it oh
1: god? Yeah, it, it
2: was not I don't think it was even a hundred yards. Uh he's a good he's really good.
3: And it's adding Dion Lewis is gonna go back to when DeMarco Murray was there and he was good and it's just gonna be a good tandem. He's Dion's more of a third down back. Uh, but even then, Derrick Henry's still capable, has capable hands. Uh, like, it's just a good situation to have. If Henry went down, they'd be decent with Dion. But if Dion went down, they'd be more than okay with just Henry. Uh, number four is Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in the Saints. I had to take points off because of Mark Ingram's suspension. So okay. it's just Kamara. Don't Kamara- get drugs, kids. Kamara is never in his whole college career been a workhorse back. He's never taken the bulk of the load. It's why his touchdown percentage is so high. I think coming out of college, he had like an 8% touchdown rate on his touches. Mm. which is insane
2: uh but it's also insanely scary that he's kind of being put in a position that he's never been in before
1: yeah that's what if he just like takes over and they don't need ingram
2: no well, well the flip side is is that what if he ends up being really really good and they just work him for those first four games and then he gets hurt yeah. there's so like, that's al- that's the alternative
1: also can, true yeah. yeah there's a
3: lot of people i see talking online like alvin Kamara's and. in a position to be MVP and I don't expect that like really at all I think he's might struggle the first four weeks uh he might be on a little bit of funk afterwards but I think he'll probably come back on mm-hmm. the later half of the year uh then number three it would go ahead and say it it was the Atlanta Falcons
1: oh uh, I mean it's true it, it Devonta got- Freeman's by himself one of the better running backs in the league
3: yeah and they have Tevin Coleman too who Is almost like the same situation as the Titans, but Coleman's a better runner than Deion Lewis is, I think. Uh, Devontae is really good. They have a good offense to support the run around them. It's a great, it's a really good situation. Uh, My number two is the Eagles. They have a stable of running backs.
2: (sighs) Like, like three or four deep that they can go yeah, to? Yeah,
3: it's like that. You can't beat that depth. Uh, the only reason why I have the Chiefs at one over the Eagles is because I think the Eagles running backs are better as running backs. Like, I, like I think...
2: You mean the Chiefs running backs are yeah, better?
3: Yeah, I think the okay. Chiefs running backs are better than the what the Eagles have on their team. Uh, because you have... You now have two proven backs on the Chiefs that could carry the offense with uh, Kareem Hunt and... Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware. So if Kareem Hunt goes down, you have Spencer Ware in the back. And then you saw what happened last year where Vice Versa went down, Spencer went down, and Kareem took over. And then I think Kendrick's probably one of the better third-down running backs in the league.
1: He's pretty good at pass-catching and stuff, too. Yeah,
3: so I, that's why they're at my number
1: one. 25% uh, of the time, we sometimes have C.J. Spiller.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Whether when, or not he makes a roster that week. I'll
2: tell you what. When you put the, I guess, the criteria of that list in perspective, I 100% agree with your entire list. Like, realistically, like when you, when you really, when you take it, don't just rate the individual player, just rate, like, the situation for the team. I, I I agree with literally every single one through five. I agree with that. Now, granted, like I said, we, I didn't do my list that way. I didn't either. So it messes up
0: our, like,
1: averages Averages or whatever,
2: but
0: mine is like yours, except I didn't punch the emergency glass and pull the switch. I did the exact opposite. It's a much more optimistic approach. Where I'm like, everybody's okay. Who's the best? Oh, <laughs> and, okay. Yeah.
2: okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so that, that's that's where I took
1: mine. My... Well, I guess, well, you should go next then. I guess,
0: yeah, and I started talking about it. Uh, number five, I have the Chiefs. Uh, all, all Everything on this list is incredible. The Chiefs are incredible. Cream Hunt's incredible. I, I can't wait to watch them do more stuff Yay. this year. Originally, my number four was David Johnson. Just David Johnson. Just David Johnson. I really, literally have like, if I'm talking about a team, it's a team. If I'm talking about a player, it's a player. Right? Yeah. 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 They, they could be independent in a running back situation. Okay. Where it's just that, that,
3: you know running the show. Yeah. Arizona
0: David Johnson and his friend Larry. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, the, the thing is like, <laughs> normally he would be much higher on the list. What I'm worried about is he's a pass catch more of a pass catching back. Mm-hmm. And we don't know exactly who's throwing the ball or how good they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. I think he has two very capable quarterbacks. I hope so, but my thing I'm, I'm with David Johnson
1: nervous. is, I I want to be hype on him, but coming back from injury, I want to see how he does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, next number four is the Falcons. Literally the exact same reason that Corey listed. That is an incredible tandem. Yeah, just Freeman on his own can run an offense, and then ugh. Coleman. I
2: think Coleman. I think could be a top. 15 back if he was by
0: himself. I remember yep. the, the year they entered the league, it was basically a dice roll, which one was going to be better. And then like, now you're at a point where they're both just pretty much just as good as each other. Two like years, a, each
2: other. two years ago, um, both of them had moments where the other was hurt and the the other like took control of the offense. And if you go back and like, look at the numbers, it's like pretty even. I mean, I looked at it from like a fantasy standpoint, their points that they were getting. But still, like, even, especially with a running back position, running back numbers, as far as fantasy numbers, are a good, in my opinion, like a barometer of how actually good they are because you pretty much have to do everything on your own. It's mm-hmm. not like receiving numbers where it's like you could catch a pass that was thrown 50 yards in the air and you get credit for all 50 yards. So yeah, like the two of them are very, both very, very capable. Yeah, it's, so. it's
0: incredible. It's really, really good tandem. Uh, number three is Ezekiel. Elliott. Number, f- number two. No, number four was the Falcons. Oh, number
2: four was the Falcons.
0: Five Chiefs, four Falcons.
3: Oh, you said number four was going to be David. Jones. Oh, you going, going to be? F- yeah. Okay, I got confused. Okay, was going okay, to be okay. David
0: Johnson, but I knocked it off the. I okay, off so the then, list then because I was nervous about right. who's quarterback. So
2: his now three is Ezekiel Elliott. Three is Ezekiel by Elliott. Himself. By himself. Okay,
0: by, by himself, which uh, is his situation at the Cowboys most of the time, and it's he's absolutely incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. He he's is powerful.
1: And Very powerful. He
0: makes things happen almost entirely on his own.
1: He does. I am iffy on him because I want to see how he bounces back after last year. He had to go through all the suspension stuff. His first year compared to his second year, he dropped one yard per carry. He went from 5.1 to 4.1 yards per carry. I want to see him lift those numbers back up before I, I know, have him top because five the, again. Because
0: the of the suspension was happening the whole year, it might have affected him. Now that it's behind him... That's what Hopefully, I'm saying. Yeah. With
1: it behind him, and I mean, with someone like, I know, Kuyper and others think the Cowboys are going to be really good. If the Cowboys are going to be as good as people think they are, it has to come from Zeke, because I don't think it can come from Dak. He,
2: he wants to take more of a leadership role on the team. Um, Like, he wants that responsibility, and he's he's trying to sort of look into how to be that type of player. And it's kind of scary, because when you have someone that, it's kind of like the, the friend that has all the speeding tickets and they want to be the one that drives on the, on the road trip mm-hmm. and you're a little worried about it, but you kind of have to let him and see what happens. So I
0: think, uh, I think Dak being on the other end of that too will help.
2: Dak's much more of a responsible, just human Yeah, in general. so
0: but.
1: That's why he's like good at their quarterback for them because he is responsible and good. And sometimes you know, the kinds of players that Jerry brings in that have come to Jerry's world, you know, aren't that, Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Number 2 is the Saints. Uh, I I had him at number 1 before the suspension of Mark Ingram. Mhm. Uh, so now it's going to it is going to probably cause you know it's going to cause a little bit of funk to Kamara. Uh, but they will bounce back. They will still be incredible. it mm-hmm. It'll be just fine. I'm not really too worried about it. Number 1 is just Todd Gurley.
1: <laughs> just Todd Gurley. <laughs> just Todd.
0: Now, you could very well argue, and I might even agree with you, that before the, this Rams team became what it was, he wasn't that as credible as he was last year. But uh, He did have a really bad sophomore year. He had a but, really, he had a really but
1: that was good. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, I, I don't, don't really care like what any—
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I blame Jeff, Jeff Fisher for that a that lot. That is all he's, Jeff Fisher. I yeah. don't care what anyone says. He is—that man could do just about anything.
1: I mean, it makes sense. If you look at Jeff Fisher, he's a— He's a perpetual 500 Gurley has one good year, one bad year That's one in one, that's 500 <laughs> <laughs> Incredible Wow <laughs> It's literally
0: the perpetual 500 Yeah, he, that, that that man could do just about anything He was a good chunk of that entire offense
2: Fun fact about Jeff Fisher uh, The last three quarterbacks he coached All made the playoffs last year Case yeah. Keenum, Nick Foles, and Jared Goff All made the playoffs last year jeff
1: fisher's not a good they were all coach.
0: bad when he coached them
2: right everyone thought they were all bad turns out all three of them are at least Goff looks like he could be really good case is kind of average and Foles i think is average too but they mm-hmm. all made the playoffs mm-hmm.
0: they all look horrible under jeff fisher <sighs> they it's did a wonder doesn't it but yeah the, 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 Todd Gurley is an absolute powerhouse he catches beautifully mm-hmm. runs beautifully I don't think there's anybody better than him right now. I don't think there's a single tandem better than him right now. He's just hes, he's gonna probably run that offense again yeah. Yeah. next year. All right, it's gonna be—it's gonna be sick.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I—I I didn't do tandems or—I mean, I might have like incorporated my list sort of. I don't, but I—I I mostly looked at just like the best running backs going into next year, and. Number five is a player near and dear to my heart. I memed him for an entire year last year in fantasy. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Oh, no. My boy. I love Jordan Howard, okay? He is a good running back. I don't care what anyone says.
2: He has Gatorade bottles for hands.
1: This is (laughs) running back. I didn't say he was a passing Catch back, okay. Or receiving back, whatever. Pass catch back. <laughs>
2: He's not a PCB.
1: Jordan Howard faced eight or more in the box, forty-three point one percent of the time last year due to a bad offense, because their offense blew. Mm-hmm. He still finished top ten in yardage. He has explosive, he's been described as having the explosiveness and patience to hit the right holes in an almost Le'Veon Bell kind of way. He has the power to push the pile for extra yards that matter. If the rest of the Bears' offense can improve, which they're trying to, and you have the like Darren Sproles, Tariq Cohen looking dude who can do crazy things with that speed, Jordan Howard has the potential to be. Well, he is a top-five running back in the league, according to me. Right. But stats-wise, I say he could be number five. Okay. Number four, I put Alvin Kamara as the fourth-best running back in the league. I know he was splitting time with Ingram, but he's got the first four games to himself. In the time that he did have, he was still 6.1 yards per carry, explosive catch, pass-catching ability, the speed, the touchdown percentage. Alongside the fact that... Ingram and him both had a thousand yards. He's just super dangerous. And I know we were just talking about maybe worrying he gets overworked and injured in those first four games, but that's a risk that happens with every, every player can get injured at any moment unless you're following the TP 12 method. Right. Oh no. (laughs)
0: Callback.
2: Um, that was a segment we did uh, about three hours ago. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) You had to have been there. You had to have been there. It feels like it (laughs) doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to see what Kamara does by himself for four weeks. And then he can just go back to the way he was, which over a thousand yards, 6.1 yards per carry being him. Right. There's Nothing wrong with that. Number three, Kareem Hunt, (laughs) the third best running back in the NFL. He led the NFL in rushing yards. Most broken tackles. The only drawback to his game was when was mid-season when Andy Reid forgot he existed.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm glad you made
2: the joke because I was going to make the joke. And
1: then when Nagy took over play calling, Hunt came back and learned the team learned he existed again.
2: By the way, the new offensive coordinator for the Bears, mm-hmm. Nagy.
1: No, he's good. He's really so. good. Comes, anybody that comes from that Andy Reid school of thought can win you a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Just not Andy Reid himself. Just not
2: Andy That's right. Just not Andy Reid himself. It's
0: like, you know that concept where, where you know you don't want you don't want your children to be like you, you want your children to be better than you. <laughs> it's yeah. Andy Reed to a T. Yeah, that's that, exactly that's what Andy Reid is. That's
1: why yeah. Bill Belichick is the antithesis of that because usually his assistants don't do as well as him.
0: Well, he, oh, destroys that's, yeah. he destroys everything and that's hat,
1: why right. Andy Reid beats Bill Belichick that's right <laughs> it's,
0: it's
2: the light defeating dude, the dark it's the, it's the circle of life dude <laughs> God, I love football it's beautiful
1: <laughs> the only thing looming against Hunt this season you can't really even say it's looming is the return of Spencer Ware but sometimes it's more of a boom we've, all, we've been talking about it already look to Ingram and Kamara now imagine the Chiefs being able to do the same thing Along with the Mahomes hype, because I'm going to mention it, look out for what Hunt does this season. I'm super excited for him. Me too. Hmm. Number two, Le'Veon Bell. He does it all. Has the patience to sometimes come to a complete stop to wait for holes to open and then will hit them for massive yardage. He's just amazing. Uh hold on. I had something written down and I totally glossed over the notes. Oh. I fucked up. The only drawback to this is Oh yeah. <laughs> the only drawback to him being patient and waiting for holes to open is that it's mentioned more times in a game by the announcers than that random tight end who plays basketball.
2: <laughs> it is mentioned a lot. Uh he he, he
1: ha- his running strength is all of them. He is able to run outside, gap, zone, inside. There's not a running player scheme that Le'Veon Bell can't execute to perfection. And he's probably the most best... The most best... The best receiving running back in the league, too. You, He could start as a slot receiver for some teams and put up amazing numbers, but they use him as an H-back. Mm-hmm. It's just remarkable what he does and i hate it
0: <laughs> i mean i
2: think it's pretty cool
1: i bet you do uh,
0: um, yeah it is pretty cool
2: i don't think his rapping's pretty cool and yeah. that's pretty awful no it's nice well,
1: it's, it's it's, but it's, 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 oh it's
2: really, really oh. Bad. Yeah, it's bad yeah it's bad target cole
3: Beasley's good though somehow <laughs> yeah, it doesn't right. yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> he is yeah i, I, yeah, I know. it's I,
2: yeah. cole beasley it's weird so now who's
1: your number one I mean Todd Gurley. Yeah, okay, yeah. Led the league in yards from scrimmage over two thousand ninety three, most touchdowns with nineteen. McVeigh's schemes get him in open space more, and all he did was punish his defenses with his quickness and power. I feel like Todd Gurley's the best pure running back since Adrian Peterson, and he's only gonna continue to get better.
2: Alright, so my list. Um, I don't have any second year players. Not one. They're disqualified. I need to see more than one year of you to play. Uh, because, you know, Peyton Hillis exists. And Eddie Lacy exists.
3: Eddie Lacy had a couple good
2: years. And, yeah, and then he got fat. Um, <laughs> Aww. Player, players, you we, know. Ate too much gluten.
0: Th- Press F. It,
2: running backs are <laughs> one of those positions where I feel like, yeah. Running backs, for some reason, seem like they're the position that is most susceptible to to the one-hit wonder where they blow up for a season and then whether it's their fault or not whether it be injury, whether it be offensive scheme changes, whether it be whatever, they just seem to go away for a long stretches of time or even like their entire careers and I I just and I'm consistent with the fact that I did the same thing with my quarterback list where I'm not putting anybody that hasn't played enough for me to act, to for me to really know that they're one of the best players in the league, so I made that consistency in this list. So I'm sorry, but there's no Alvin Kamara, there's no Kareem Hunt, there's no Leonard Fournette. You know, whatever. Um, my number five is Melvin Gordon. Now I think Melvin Gordon could be a top three guy if he would just stop hurting whatever it is that he's hurting, his ankles. <laughs> Or whatever,
1: but you're supposed to break the defense's ankles, not yours. But
2: Melvin Gordon, he is. If I feel like if the Chargers didn't do this thing that they do every single year, where they just all get hit by a bus halfway through the year, Melvin Gordon has almost paced the league in red zone carries and touchdowns per game. He has that. He has like two or three games every single year where he'll just get three rushing touchdowns just out of nowhere. And he'll just absolutely dominate a game. He is an absolute truck. His arms are like the size of like tree trunks. And I just feel like he, for a long time was on an offense that Keenan Allen was constantly getting hurt. He has a quarterback. That's a statue that can't really extend plays. So he doesn't really get the chance to sort of show off his receiving skills. Because if Phillip Rivers isn't completing a pass, he's getting sacked. Because he's not going to be able to avoid anything and get those check down yardage. But Melvin Gordon last year, I was really high on him going into the season because of that revamped offensive line that the Chargers have. And now that they have an even more revamped offensive line with Mike Pouncey at center, they're expecting their guards back, both of them that were rookies last year to play. I think Melvin Gordon could probably be a top Three guy but his injuries kind of hold him back and like I said he's number five number four is Ezekiel Elliott who proved last season that you know with the whole suspension thing you guys have both touched on the Zeke stuff and how good he is individually so I won't spend too much time on it but you know that thing that everyone was kind of throwing out that ad doesn't really matter who the Cowboys throw out there behind that offensive line they're going to do well well that was false because they were awful without Ezekiel Elliott. I it mean like true. their offense was bad and they still had, you know, Zach Martin and Doug Free and I know Tyron Smith got hurt for a little bit but he came back and they were still he was still playing when Zeke was gone and they were bad. Like that offense could not do anything without Ezekiel Elliott. So I think he really proved his value. I know the that his numbers did go down 1 yard per carry uh from the first, his obviously from his rookie year to his second year. Um And whether or not he comes back from the suspension, sort of motivated. And he's now the guy. Like, that offense is pretty much just going to be him. Because there's no Des Bryant. There's no Jason Witten. It's going to be the Zeke show in Dallas. And I think that with that little bit of time he had off, I think for that six-week period. I mean, the dude average. I think he averages the most carries per game than any of the other running backs. So, I think that that's going to do him real good. He's at number four. Number three is Todd Gurley. Ooh. Now, that's not an indictment on Todd Gurley. These these top three guys, I mean, you're talking, like, really close. I mean, you could probably flip-flop any of them. But Todd Gurley's three. I will say that that second year that he was there, and I know we talked about Jeff Fisher, and it was most likely Jeff Fisher's fault. Todd Gurley is probably the most important running back on the team. But when he he doesn't – you know the little thing you showed about Jordan Howard? Yeah. Okay. Todd Gurley can't do that. Todd Gurley can't be a guy that even if you stick eight guys in the box, Todd Gurley's not going to average four yards of carry because he, he tried and it didn't work. I mean, that, that second year when he was there, which is kind of like how Chicago was last year, with, with the whole, you know, uh, we don't really have an offense. We kind of got to do this and do that. They, the team shut Todd Gurley down. Jordan Howard was able to kind of overcome that. Todd Gurley couldn't. So... That's a fair point. A part of me kind of wants to hold Todd Gurley back a little bit because I've seen what happens when, when an offense is really, really heavily leaning on him and the defense is expecting it, that he can't break off that type of stuff that he did last year. He benefited immensely... From, you know, the new offensive scheme and Sammy Watkins being there and Cooper Cup being there and Jeff Fisher being gone, obviously. But I have him at three. Le'Veon Bell is two. Le'Veon Bell has never given up a sack in in pass coverage in his entire career. He is the all-time scrimmage yards per game leader, and he's missed, I think, 18 games in the last three years.
1: You mean for the Steelers, right?
2: No, no, no. Like in general,
1: oh shit! Like
2: he is the all-time scrimmage yards. Like for people that qualify, he is number one scrimmage mm. yards per game at this point in his career. Now, granted, if it if he starts to have bad years, it'll tick down. So he has a little bit of like inf- like his stats are a little bit inflated because he's played so much. So if he continues to play and he kind of degrades, then he might fall out of first place. But right now he's got. I think he's like almost or either right at 130 yards per game or past 130 yards per game, which is insane to average that essentially, yeah. especially because he's had two knee injuries. He's been suspended numerous times. He is pretty much another receiver that lines up in the backfield. The patient style of running. He is a youth football running back coaches nightmare because Every single little kid that plays football in the state of Pennsylvania probably wants to run like Le'Veon Bell does, and that probably drives coaches absolutely insane because you can't. He's probably one of the only guys that can really
1: do that. Do full that stop. For exactly. some,
2: it's insane. That he, I know that it gets brought up and it gets beat to death, but you have to understand from like a football standpoint. There's a lot of like they talk about quarterbacks all the time that there are like cardinal sins when you play a quarterback. Actually, I tweeted the video about. Or Aaron Rodgers breaking the majority of them yeah. where you never throw late over the middle and you never cross your body. You you are not supposed to dance behind the line of scrimmage as a running back. You are not supposed to hit, hit your top speed coming out of a hole. You're supposed to hit it going into it. Le'Veon Bell breaks all of those rules and somehow manages to just absolutely excel. So he's at number two. Number one is David Johnson. Ooh. David Johnson is the only running back out of any of these guys that people legitimately talk about potentially averaging or at least getting a 1,000 yards rushing and a 1,000 yards receiving in a season. He came really, really close about two years ago. He had 20 touchdowns, 20 in a season on a team that does not have the good offensive line that Pittsburgh does, that doesn't have the weapons that Uh, the Rams do he's probably out of any of these guys I mentioned as far as offensive personnel goes in the worst situation as far as other things that are around him doesn't have the offensive line of Dallas doesn't have the offensive line of Pittsburgh doesn't have the weapons there doesn't have the quarterback that the Rams do Jared Goff looks like he's pretty good and David Johnson absolutely dominates games now Coming from the standpoint of I'm a Steelers fan and I watch Le'Veon play a lot. People talk about how Le'Veon Bell can kind of line up as a receiver and do things like that. David Johnson has a much, much bigger route tree than Le'Veon Bell does. I've seen it. And part of the reason why I've seen it is because a couple years ago I owned them both in fantasy. (laughs) So I watched a lot of Cardinals games. David Johnson runs post-routes. He runs slants. He runs comebacks. He actually runs a full receiving tree, whereas Bell kind of does your. He does them better than everybody, but he does kind of do your generic running back routes, which are you know kind of close to the line of scrimmage and things like that. I won't argue that Dave isn't. He doesn't have the explosiveness of Todd Gurley. He doesn't have the, I, I like the strength of Zeke. He doesn't have that like absurd running style of Le'Veon Bell but he has the highest level of running back skills across the board that I think of anybody else and he's literally a one-man show and had he not gotten hurt last year he probably would have been the most explosive back in the league I mean, he had 20. He had, we talk about Todd Gurley last season. Having 19. Having 19 touchdowns. Todd Gurley had 20. I mean, I'm sorry. David Johnson had 20. And he didn't play the last game of the year. So, I think that... And like I said, the the, the gap between all those guys is really, really close. But when I consider the fact that Dave Johnson doesn't have the benefits that these other guys do, and he still manages to put up, in some cases, better numbers than they do and he is from a from a route running standpoint and from a receiving skill standpoint a, just a tad bit better than Le'Veon Bell I have to put him in number one
1: he made a if, decent
0: case if the quarterback situation goes to shit in Arizona and his yards almost get cut in half is he no longer number one well I wouldn't say it because two years ago Carson Palmer was really bad Carson, Carson Palmer was and, not as bad as you think two years
3: ago he was. He was really bad.
2: Gear, I mean, there. he was. He got sacked a lot. Yeah. That was one of the big issues. He got sacked a lot. But and... that goes
3: probably for David Johnson's case and the fact that their offensive line wasn't good, and he still put up those. Numbers. His
2: yards per carry, it yeah, yeah no, is not don't, very good. I don't, like.
0: I don't doubt him at all. I think he's incredible and probably like if I didn't put tandems in here, mm-hmm. probably you know way high on my list. But I'm just concerned. I don't know what his situation would be like coming you have every now i i hope to god he defies it all but he has a lot of stuff going wrong for him coming into this season Mm -hmm. Where you're coming off an injury you've got an unsure quarterback situation your team isn't much better than it was before and you have to really see what's going to happen with him and i think he's the best running back in the most unsure situation
2: i know i agree with that I agree that out of anyone that we mentioned, he's in the worst situation. But I think that he was in the worst situation two years ago, and he had over two thousand scrimmage yards and twenty touchdowns. Only I mean he played in fifteen games. He averaged, you know, a hundred scrimmage yards in every single game, which I don't think has ever been done before. So I just think it's it's a matter of
0: I doubt it
2: stays that high going in there. The no, what he's doing is unsustainable. Like, there's yeah. no way that he's ever going he, – that he's going to be able to sustain that. I mean, we may only get two more years potentially. And he's only, what, 20 – I think he's only 26. And he played kind of late. You know, he yeah. didn't – this is only this, – this is only going to be his, like, third real season – his fourth real season. And he sat out. He had – I guess we would call it, like, a non-running back injury. He had a wrist injury. Like, the, 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 the real injuries you want to have running backs to avoid are ACLs and, like, those
1: hip. Oh, God. Those, Anything with the legs. I, yeah. I still nightmares Priest-Holmes. Yeah, those
2: hip oh. injuries that you get that just you never recover from. I mean, it's an apropos point, but, like, before Ray Rice did what he did, I mean, Ray Rice was, like, an unbelievable player in the prime of his career. And he had one hip injury, and it annihilated his career. Like, you cannot come back from that type of stuff. When you're a running back, that's like a workhorse back. You have to avoid lower leg injuries. And luckily for David Johnson, he kind of had what – if you're a quarterback, that's a disastrous injury because you don't want to break your arm, right, because that's how you make your living. But if you're a running back, you switch arms depending upon what side of the line you're running towards. So I think he had a – no no pun intended. He had like a lucky break, quote-unquote, that he had that type <laughs> of injury. And after that ridiculous workload he had two years ago, kind of what happened with DeMarco Murray, you know, that year when he went to... after Okay, the year he was in Dallas when they just ran him into the ground, and then the very next year he went to Philly and carried the ball like 50 times, and then went to Tennessee the next year and had a really good year, that year in Philly like saved DeMarco Murray's career. Because had he gotten that same workload again in Philly, he would have fizzled out. He would have never had that season he did in Tennessee. So I think that the best thing... Potentially happen for David Johnson. And plus, I'm not trying to say that, like, Arizona's a sleeper team. But he got hurt. And Arizona had a, a disastrous quarterback situation. They won seven games last year. Seven. Like, that's not a bad roster. Well,
0: there's still prime talent on this So, team.
2: like, they're still a, very vet, they're a veteran roster yeah. that can win games. It's just
0: they're like, really inconsistent they're
2: really inconsistent yeah. so and they did lose tyron matthew to free agency yeah. which mm-hmm. is a, a big deal mm-hmm. Absolutely. so but yeah i i think i do agree that david johnson out of any of them are is in the biggest threat to fall out of the top 5 but not because it's his fault
0: no it wouldn't be his fault it wouldn't
2: be his fault no. um but like i said i've seen off i've seen defenses go up against the Rams when they know Todd Gurley's getting the ball and Todd Gurley could not do anything. I I saw 2 years ago a team saying, "Okay, Larry Fitzgerald is old. He can't run seam, he can't run post routes anymore. It's pretty much let's just stop David Johnson." And he scored 20 touchdowns. So, we'll see what happens, I guess. That's but It's interesting. All
1: right. All
3: right. So, our consensus 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 top 5 uh, from rules that I dictated, <laughs> uh, I gave each team a point. I gave each of our five teams a point. I gave each of our four teams two points up the list. Our number one teams got five points. Uh, if there was a tie, I did how many lists were they on? And if there was another tie, I did how high were they on somebody's list? Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's already? Yeah, no, uh, I'm okay with that. I I hate it. It has been
1: decided.
3: So there was a tie at number five, even with both my tiebreakers that I made up on the fly, uh, with Dallas and Atlanta. Those were both their number five. Uh, Number four is Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell. Damn. Number three is the Saints, uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware, and Charkandrick West. And number one is the LA Rams with Todd Gurley with 13 points. Yeah. That sounds
1: like a really reasonable list. I yeah, I, um, I'm okay with that.
2: With everything rolled up together, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with that list. Mm-hmm. So
0: It's good. It's good stuff. Good job, everybody. So, we, we did a
1: thing today. We did a thing today. Hey, Jaspie, mm-hmm. where are people listening to us right now?
0: Well, hopefully, you're listening to us on one of the only, I think, three available services we're on right now: either podcast.com, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts app, or Google Play.
1: Do you think they should give us a five star review and rate I, I us? I think
0: you should give us whatever review you feel like. If it's not quite a five star, if it's you didn't give us have a, to, if you didn't click five stars
2: after Matt's investigative reporting of the tb12 method you are not a sports fan if you didn't hit five stars (laughs) after that jingle that i slaved my
3: ass off (laughs) for the
1: jubby report um so justin i want to take a nap i well db principle number 12 you'll get to sleep soon (laughs) uh justin when we're not podcasting where can people find us
0: uh you can find us on twitter at F A D P O D FADpod
1: F A D P O D
0: Yes, you can also find us on Facebook if you add the exact same thing at F A D P O D. We will show up.
1: That really rolls off the tongue. F A D P O D.
0: Facebook dot com slash F A D P O D also shows up. You can also follow our individual Twitters.
1: I am at your boy Juzby. Oh God, I have to tell my Twitter <laughs> handle. You don't want to know my Twitter handle.
2: Um, I'm at real find, Nate Kuiper. Yeah, it's K E I P E R. Uh, I am at Story on sports.
3: And you
0: can find Matt's uh, on uh, our Twitter page. because
1: No, it's at L-F-T-E-N J-A-M-I-N. It's pronounced like Left Benjamin or something. It's yeah. like, Le-
2: but imagine but the name Benjamin take out the B and put left, but then take out the E and left.
1: In that a way, yeah. That's that's really complicated. I but not- I just, like, fair warning, I, I mean half my Twitter is like Kansas City Chiefs the other half's like anime. I'm just being honest. You dirty fucking weep.
2: I always
3: pronounce.
1: We like first, football too.
2: First of all, half of... okay. We're talking about our Twitter's. Half of my Twitter's professional wrestling, so it's pretty much on the level of anime. Well, that, that's
0: American. <laughs> that's literally American anime. It's American anime. <laughs> so yeah. I have
3: multiple Twitter accounts. So mine's actually just about sports. So you're you're good to follow. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Only follow that one. The rest you'll be forsaken.
3: And
2: Justin's Twitter is. Sports things, uh, him saying random your boy things, and Kanye.
0: Well, music in general.
2: Music yeah. in general, yeah. Jusby's a, a music tweeter. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm a
0: big music He's guy. a music snobby. I, I have other interests, believe it or not, besides the Green Bay Packers. It's weird. All so right, everybody. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, we'll be back.
2: Yes. uh, We're going to do receivers. We'll try to get on... Somewhat of a more
3: yeah.
0: So we could hash it out even real pace.
2: Quick. We're probably
3: going to do. I, I agree it's with. It's going to Co- be easier to do receivers and running backs. Yeah, yeah
1: for I mean, sure. Just if
0: we take it by a whole team, yeah. If we do, yeah, we're doing whole teams. Yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. Teams? We're we're doing okay.
1: receiving cores. Okay. Yeah.
0: And it versus,
2: includes it, it includes, um, tight ends.
3: So your boy Jimmy Graham. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you Jimmy. can
2: throw Jimmy Graham in, and you can throw Kelsey in. And, okay. Uh, no longer Fleener, so. <laughs>
0: But I don't think a, a Patriots will be in the top. Saints five are
3: nowhere close to my top five in
0: receiving course. Since it's just just Mike Thomas, who is a top five receiver. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's <laughs> to be how it goes. If we'll come back at that. There'll be another. There'll be a job report. That'll be happening every every single. I guess bi-weekly now. Every bi-weekly. And we'll
2: starts. we'll do uh,
1: each of you. Oh uh, yeah, we have to pick a team. You have to
2: pick another team to talk about.
1: We should like make it official right now.
2: Oh man, it's essentially like if you're not cheering for the packers who kind of would you be cheering for and i know yours yours kind of is the the Steelers. yeah so you kind of have to pick a third team so
0: did you say seattle after that i thought
2: you were gonna say the seahawks i'm
0: gonna i'll I'll do the seahawks were you gonna do the seahawks no okay good all right
1: Don't hate me, Corey. Oh, Oh, yeah, he's going to do the Falcons. I'm going to do the Falcons. That's right.
0: (laughs) Tony Gonzalez doesn't care about you, Matt. He (laughs) will
1: in two years when I see him.
0: Matt, in two weeks, it's Bird Week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is Bird Week. (laughs) (laughs) That that episode is going to be titled Bird Week. I'm calling it now. All right,
3: I'm down. And then we'll have something else fun planned for you guys. Oh, yeah, Yeah, another
1: round of investigative journalism that we don't know about yet. Maybe we'll fly to Texas and talk to Jerry Jones. Wanna, I maybe, don't know.
3: Maybe we'll do a game show or something. Yeah, oh we, we, yeah, okay. Well, you guys will know. Probably, we'll probably talk about it our you potpourri.
1: Just us on Twitter. Our potpourri segment, as it will be called. <laughs> the potpourri. Yeah, it's something new every time.
0: Ooh. Yeah, it's like a little, 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 little
1: we spot are marketing
2: segment. geniuses. We're not. No. no we're Pat McTans please follow us. <laughs> Dance. Potpourri. I don't know. Where else you <laughs> buy potpourri. Yankee Candle, maybe? Get a Yankee Candle sponsorship. Can you imagine one of us reading off a a, a thing for Yankee Candle? <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up. <laughs> Does she like candy canes? <laughs> or, candy canes! Or, uh,
1: or, like, candy canes <laughs> <scents> <laughs> <and things. laughs> Yeah, but why would you yeah. buy a candy cane scented can for, for Mother's Day? Not for Mother's Day! You would get her, like, you know, vanilla or pine cone. Secret or...
3: butterfly garden. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Lavender expressions. I gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah. lavender
2: dreams. <laughs> or, like, cotton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, boys, that's That's been Football After Dark. We've kept you long enough.
2: Before we
3: get inherently racist.
1: What? (laughs) Who? No, I thought we did when we said Cole Beasley was a good rapper. We might have. We might have crossed the line. I'm, I'm
0: ending it here. I love you all. I don't.